0: Welcome to the Better
1: Together Podcast, supporting seniors in the Willamette Valley, with your hosts, Sean Sibin
2: and John Hughes. And now, here's Sean and John. We are live. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, supporting seniors in our local communities. We are your hosts. I'm Sean Simon. He is John Hughes. John, it's good to see you, my friend. How are you? And what's new in your world?
1: I'm doing well. And, you know, I I sold my long-term car today, so uh, things are looking up there. I don't have an extra car sitting around now. Um, You know, with business and and everyday life, we're hanging in there and uh, dealing with the uh, difficult times that we live in.
2: For sure, every day's uh, kind of a roller coaster from the previous day, for sure. So, um, um, but everybody, everybody in your world's healthy. Everybody's doing doing okay. Yes, they are. Good, good, good. Well, again, welcome to the show. Uh, we're excited to have you join us, whether you're watching live or listening. Um, and before we get to our guests, I want to make sure everyone tuning in knows what the show is all about and what the purpose is of the podcast. Um, I don't know about you, John, but to me, the answer is simple. Our seniors are drastically underserved. and oh, definitely. Right? So this is a show all about shining light on the various services, businesses, and resources that are available uh, to our seniors and their families and loved ones.
1: Right. And I before I got into the industry, that was one of my frustrations dealing with my mother's long-term care needs mm-hmm. and, and at home needs and stuff is I didn't know what resources were out there or right. what they were called. Uh, one of my favorite stories is, uh, I Googled this now, mind you, this was close to 15 years ago. So Google's smarter today, but I Googled adult potty chair and all I got was stuff for children. And it was probably a week later I'm grumbling about that. And somebody said, Oh, try it again with bedside commode. Yeah. So then I found what I wanted, but I <laughs> didn't know what it was called. I knew what I thought of it as, but I, you know, and I'm sure there's lots of other people out there that experience similar things.
2: Sure. Well, and and for me, it's that's just one example of the one of the many examples why we do the show, right? And and our hope is that with the topics and the guests that we have on the show, seniors and their families are more informed and they're better prepared to help our seniors live their best life possible while they're still here with us. So, um, you know, I don't, uh, I I don't know that there's beside, and again, you've heard me say this before, John, aside from, the homeless children, I don't know that there's a population that is more underserved than our seniors.
1: I, I would tend to agree with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely up there, right? So, um, but without, uh, without further ado, let's get into today's show. I don't know about you, John, but I am really, really, I'm super excited about today's show. Um, our topic for today is care availability, what is it and how do we use it? Um, it's a topic that I know you're very familiar with. You've had on one of our guests, uh, Amy Schmidt, on, on your show, um, Aging in the Willamette Valley, your radio show, several times.
1: Yes. Yes, I have. And uh, care availability is something my business uses every day.
2: Sure. So without further ado, let's bring on Uh, Today's guests, Amy Schmidt and Barrett West. Amy is, there they are, Amy is President and COO of Care Availability, and Barrett is Regional Marketing Director of Care Availability. Amy, Barrett, it's great to see you guys. Thanks again for making some time to join us on the show.
0: Thanks for having us. Really appreciate being here. Good to see both of you.
2: So I, I guess the first thing is let's just dive right in. Let's just, what, what exactly is, well, I guess before we do that, uh, I, I was jumping ahead. I was putting the cart before the horse. Let's get a little bit of background on um, yours and Barrett's uh, background and, and what kind of brought you to uh, where you're at today.
0: I graduated from college and then was going to move out from Tennessee to Colorado and had no intention of working in the senior industry whatsoever. And ultimately, it was my mom who's like, well, if you're going to move to Colorado, you need to have health insurance. So I simply just took one of the first jobs that I could get happened to be at an assisted living community was really only getting it just to have a, a temporary job. And ended up loving it. The stories from the residents, and you know, it was it was definitely became a passion. Mm-hmm. So I worked in um, with assisted living for several years and opened up three buildings in Colorado. And wow. then there was a book that I used to advertise in there. And then went to work for that company when I moved back home to Tennessee. And then in 2008, during the recession, I moved to Oregon and started a resource publication, a print guide. Um, before doing that everyone loving advertising in the middle of a recession so that was perfect timing
2: (laughs) (laughs) well and and persevered and it's it's an incredible resource and and we'll dig into that resource you know a, a little bit but uh barrett what about you what brought you to uh to care availability and and share a little bit about your background
3: Yeah, I actually had a nice introduction to senior care uh, personally before I even graduated college. So I was in school, I was studying public health, I thought I was going to, you know, focus on children's mental health, I was even working at a psychiatric children's hospital in Cincinnati um, during school, but same time frame, grandpa got diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. So studying public health, you know, obviously the disease is sad and and it's hard to lose a loved one, but... It was very intriguing. It was very eye-opening for me to see, you know, how that affects not only him, but a family and, and even his daughters that were trying to find him for him. Um, so that quickly opened my eyes to senior care. Um, and then I, soon after that, was introduced to Amy and, and okay. the rest is history.
2: Right. He tried to leave,
0: him. he fell in love and moved out of state for a while, but we got him back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, and that was, when did you when did you move out of state? Was that in 2019? Yeah, exactly. October. Okay. okay, I I vaguely remember that announcement at the at the Retirement Connections release party, and um, so I knew the name was somewhat familiar, um, but had never seen the face before. So I'm glad you came back, and and I can tell by the smile on Amy's face. She's certainly happy he came back as well. (laughs) But even when
0: he left, I was working on care availability and had not even shared with my own team yet what we were doing and kind of the plans. Mm -hmm. So when he left, I was like, well, stay in touch, stay in touch. And then COVID happened and, you know, um his company kind of downsized that he had gone to work with so at that time I was like can you buy yourself like a couple of months i got something in the hopper and that's actually when we kind of launched care availability earlier than we really wanted mainly mm-hmm. at the request of the hospitals who were needing it so urgently because of covid
2: gotcha okay John, what is what has your experience been with with care availability before i have i'm, I'm curious because i know you know a lot more about it than i do what is what has your experience been with it and then i want to i want to have amy and, and Barrett give its give its uh, proper and, and appropriate uh description and, and introduction
1: i'm I'm surprised amy's not covering her head or something uh, <laughs> because early on i was probably one of the biggest critics because my previous career was in software development, so um, everything from spelling errors to why does it work <laughs> this way, whatever, was my feedback. And you know, some of the comments I made uh, future editions, you know, corrected those complaints that I had. Um, but overall, it's it's a great tool. Um, my business uh, uses it every day uh, in several different ways. Um, but I think we should let uh, Amy. Uh, explain what Absolutely. is the tool and what 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 purpose does it serve?
2: Yep. What is it and how how do we use it?
0: So care availability is essentially a database of information for ten primary services on the continuum of care, largely housing, home care, and hospice. So on the ten topics that we cover on the website are life plan communities, which sometimes are called continuing care retirement or CCRC. Independent living, assisted memory care, adult family homes, skilled nursing, home health, home care, hospice, and long-term acute care. So those are the 10 services that we cover. The reason we focus on those is, you know, you've mentioned that I work at, and I also own Retirement Connection. It's a print Mm -hmm. guide. Our print guide is very focused on a few counties and, but covers a hundred topics of services where care availability is much more, we got calls all the time that was, when are you going to go to the coast? When are you going to go to Eugene? Do you have one in California? And so looking at like, how can we answer these needs and how can we call and provide this for families that are searching Mm -hmm. without having a bunch of print guides? Because we're a very small team. So what we did is then look at those 10 services, but covering it for all of Oregon, in all of Washington to start, so that's kind of where we started from, and kind of like what we wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then um, Eric can tell you a little bit more about how we're different from some of the other players that are out there.
3: Yeah. So the idea yeah. Of, yeah. that was yeah, going to be one of my questions. <laughs> well, we're jumping ahead of you there, Sean. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're very excited.
3: <laughs> so the idea of care availability is is quite different than you know like the place for moms that you may have heard of. Um, and, the, and the reason that is is because, care, like Amy alluded to, care availability is very much a congregate of information. The providers in the community are posting their various vacancies so that families and discharge planners can find them themselves. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of yeah, education in terms of the seniors that that are aware that you know those those other companies take their information, sell their information to other companies. Uh, we are completely opposite of you know we're, we're more so um, just a, a self-service um, where they can search in their zip code so for you guys like the Salem area they could punch in Salem they could punch in memory care then the great providers that are out in the community they're posting hey I have a studio available that can take Medicaid and it's available tomorrow so it's really helping families find those actual available beds
0: um, in real time it's a, it's like John Right
1: now, it's real time. Right. And in the case of uh, kind of going the other direction, like people trying to discharge from the hospital, when those case managers and stuff are trying to find a place for them to go, uh, if they're not able to go directly home, it gives them something to look at very, very quickly and have an idea rather than taking the print guide or something and calling everybody in the book until they find somebody who has a vacancy.
0: And that's one of the reasons why we have it as a complete list. A lot of people don't know that the bounce budget of 97 actually has parameters on what hospitals and physician offices are, can do with referrals, but that only really applies to Medicare dollars. And if it's for skilled nursing, so, a lot of times, you know, if you're working with a physician office or a professional in the community, you may only get one or two or three choices. Where respecting patient freedom of choice really does mean giving a full list of resources and doing it without prejudice, without mm-hmm. our own feedback or mm-hmm. advice. And so, that's one of the things where we really wanted to create that aggregate list. And then you can whittle down and narrow the scope based on what somebody's really needing and what, look, what they're looking for. Maybe it's size or how they pay for it or geographic area.
2: Gotcha. And go back to the, um, all of the information being updated in real time. So it is the information that is being inputted it's only as good and only as accurate as the person or the community inputting the data, right?
0: Great. We put in the actual, every community's name, address, phone number, the geolocation location with Google. So all of their basic information that mm. is their, their license number, their um, how Medicare has rated them. We pull all of that. And that is accurate. Yeah. Um, but as far as how the community updates, that's what changes
3: yeah, okay. so to, to, to answer that. Yes. The, the, the data that you find in the website is only as good as the provider that's updating for that. Sure. specific Sure. So, so we've actually built in some things on our end or for the accuracy of that data. So for instance, if an assisted living hasn't updated in a week, their availability is no longer appearing to the public. And it's a reminder for that provider to say hey let's make sure that this is still accurate information so that it is relevant and it is useful for a discharge planner when they find us so we've built some of those systems into the back end just to to really help that but yes absolutely the data is only as good as the provider it's it's you know it's a it's a battle that we face every day but there's some great providers out there that update all the time for us and Um, that was that was
2: my next question is it's just not updated, or shouldn't just be updated <clears throat> once once a day in the morning. If you've got a, if you've got an opening or something, there was a move out in, in a community, and one open, then it's it behooves the uh, sales director, the community relations director, who's ever responsible for marketing that opening to put that data into care availability so it's updated in real time. That would be a, a, an example of, of how that would get used.
0: Yes, so definitely some have more changes more frequently. Skilled nursing, you know, what people sometimes call nursing homes, they're gonna change several times a day, every day. Um, where maybe an independent living community May have a unit that was available yesterday and it's still available today. So they could simply just click refresh, where skilled nursing, it's changing multiple times a day every day. But even aside from the availability, if families just want to search and see, you know, I don't need to know right now, I'm planning ahead for next week. I'm planning ahead for next month. They could still go and search every single community and filter based on geographic location or size of the apartments or amenities.
3: I can even touch on an example of that. We had a woman in your guys' area in the middle of the valley who she visited our site every single day for three weeks. And she was eyeballing a few communities, waiting for them to post. She finally saw a studio was posted for the one that she thought was going to be her favorite. It finally got updated. She called them that day and she was so elated that the site worked but she was in there every single day, keeping an eye on a few listings. Wow. Okay.
0: And she's another well, reason reasons we actually added a feature for favorites when the new site launched. You know, because she was a couple, she had been tracking and she'd go in there and she was one of the ones, she's like, I really wish that I could tag these. So with the new site launched a couple of weeks ago, we added favorites just for someone like her who had her eye on a couple of places.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I wanted to add in that... Um, it also shows uh, on the site how recently each community or, or provider has updated. So I was just looking at my business and a few of my competitors, and you know most have updated at some point today. Uh, my office updated four hours ago. Uh, one of our competitors updated six hours ago, but then I see a couple of them that say it's been a month or six months ago. Um, You know, so I don't know if they just don't have any uh, capability to take on more residents or or clients or whatever, um, or if they just are not paying attention. But uh, for those that are paying attention and diligently updating it, um, whether it's an individual looking for mom and dad, something, or it's a hospital discharge planner or something like that, you know. The ones that update frequently are the ones that are going to get the the phone calls and and the referrals to their business sure
2: sure and amy barrett before i have you guys dig into um the website and and the different all of the different resources um articles um it's kind of a one-stop shop i love the way it's set up um But before we before we have you um, go into that, give a I don't know, maybe not a 30,000 foot overview, but maybe a 15,000 foot overview of the basic the differences in the, the different living communities, whether it's that skilled nursing or the nursing home or, you know, the the Independent retirement living versus assisted memory care. What's that 15,000 foot view over overview look like?
0: So, independent living is somebody who is living independently, you know, completely. Right. Maybe they're still driving, they're still cooking some, if not all, of their own meals. They're still um, possibly doing their own laundry, um, but at least the community itself is not directly providing or responsible for 100% of that assisted living and this is it's a good thing you brought it up because actually when john said you know didn't know what words to search for um our goal is like to grow this into different states and what we call something in oregon is different than it's called in washington and we do this for a living so in oregon alone like you know assisted living but in oregon it can also be called residential care it's a license type but the type of care provided is the same so nationally it's really known as assisted living The care should be schedulable and predictable. So somebody can get help with what they call ADLs, activities of daily living. Dressing, bathing, medications, help with incontinence, getting in and out of bed. But it is schedulable and predictable. Adult family care homes, foster homes, adult family homes, adult care homes. They have different names. Those essentially are the same thing and provide similar care. However, they're on the smaller scale. And, and depending on the state, have five, six, or 10 residents only in a, in a community. Memory care, um, by our definition of what we put online, is a secured environment. There's a code to get in, and a code for someone to get out, only because the person may be exit seeking or wandering. And lots of times the staff is specially trained. The activities are more focused towards someone with memory loss and confusion. And the building is often designed with some things in place to help minimize that confusion. Skilled nursing, a.k.a. nursing homes, sometimes mm-hmm. also called intermediate care or custodial care, is more of long time. Sometimes we'll need a nurse oversight. A lot of times that could be wound care or a resident that is no longer weight bearing. They need to be like turned and rotated. They are much more heavy care if it's in a long-term setting or they're there for after surgery, following a, a hospital stay, like for a hip replacement, and they're there for rehab. So those are the different housing sides. And then for home health, home health is typically for rehab and short-term Therapies, you know, oftentimes it is you know less than hundred days, usually less than twenty days, um, just to get someone rehabbed. Mm -hmm. Home care, and in the state of you know Oregon, it's called in-home care. Um, It's the only state that calls it that. Um, So there's actually four different license types, where some states don't license it at all. But in mm-hmm. Oregon, in-home care is more of those activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. You know, they can um, provide different levels, from simply like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Let's watch Jeopardy together. To I'm going to insulin and help you with transferring and remind you to do everything in housekeeping and quite a bit of care. And then hospice is more of end of life. You know, comfort measures for someone who's no longer mm-hmm. receiving um, treatment and has less than six month prognosis and a long-term acute okay. care is more than skilled nursing but less than a hospital wow
2: i i've been in this the, and john you can speak to this better than better than all of us probably but um you know in the in the five years i've been in the senior services community um i didn't know that there were that many different names for different for the same thing. And no wonder it's confusing for people. No wonder it's confusing for families because you've got one person calling it one thing, you've got another person calling it the other, but they're talking about the same thing, but because they're they're calling it two different things, the right doesn't know what the left is talking about and vice versa.
1: And that's true with medical professionals too a lot of primary care doctors they would have no idea that there's home care and home health they just think about home health because that requires them to write an order so that the physical therapist comes to your home and works with you but now they want to write an order for somebody to do your laundry and help you on and off the toilet well home health doesn't typically do that that's where home care comes in but you know it's 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 sliced two different ways because in a lot of states it's there, there is either a home care license or there isn't. Uh, And like Amy said, in Oregon, they've sliced it four different levels of, well, sorry if anyone from the state's watching, four levels of ridiculousness. Um, It's just crazy, but she's right. It progressively gets to where you can offer more care. And I think the majority of agencies out there now, um, have moved at least to the top two levels. Um, the ones that are at the bottom levels are, are far and few between. Um, but yeah, it's it's confusing for lots of people.
0: Yeah. And sure. the bottom level, as we understand, it's more of an acuity of care. It's not because of quality. It's just some sure. are more companionship focused where some are much more heavier care and a lot of flexibility. And even a lot of agencies, you know, like John's, I'm probably speaking for him here, but even though they may not do all of the heavy care, a lot of families want to know that as their loved one changes and those needs change, that they can go up to that level of care without switching agencies.
1: Yep, okay. that's very true. Okay.
2: So let's, let's take a, a, a minute to give like a real world example and then we'll then we'll kind of dive into the to the website. Um, let's say you've got um, a, a, a senior couple, elderly couple um, in their mid seventies. Um, mom, wife's been taking care of, of husband for the last several years. He now has Alzheimer's dementia, um, early you know early stages and. They don't know what that next, like what kind of care is available to them, whether that be helping transition from the home into independent for the wife and into assisted living, you know, for the, for, for the dad, husband, what is, how does a family navigate that example? And is in and is that a real world example
3: yeah yeah absolutely is, is a real okay. world example um, and, and sometimes you know families they'll navigate the site without our help but uh, but a good example that I'm I'm thinking of happened last week a gentleman well his wife actually called so we have a number on the site you know for those folks that need a little more assistance maybe they're not very tech savvy or they're just overwhelmed by all the options so this woman had called and she had told me, hey, my husband, he, he's wandering, and he needs skilled nursing. So just like you said, John, and just like you said, Sean, you know, a lot of it's education. So the first part of this phone call with her was just education on, on hey, you know, you said he's wandering. Tell me about why skilled nursing. You know, why are you thinking that avenue? Tell me a little bit about what's going on with your husband. What, what kind of care does he need? What does he struggle with? Through conversation with her, I was able to say, hey, you know, skilled nursing is not the right avenue for you. It sounds like with a dementia diagnosis, we should be looking for memory care options. So then now we've got her search figured out. I'm on the site with her while I'm still on the phone. We do a search in the Seattle area. And then just further questions, she started to say, hey, you know, he's going to be he's going to need Medicaid. You know that their finances weren't too hot, so they needed Medicaid. So we did the memory care search in Seattle and the zip code that she was hoping for. And then we did a search on the site. We had about a hundred, you know, results of memory care folks, but the, the, the huge need here was Medicaid. And those Medicaid beds are hard to find, but the fortunate yeah. part for us was I did that search on the site. I scrolled down on the left side to filter by insurance. I put a check mark on Medicaid we found three memory care communities that had all posted within the same day that they had memory care vacancies and we were able to connect her right right there right away. Instead of her having to go through a Medicaid list, call every possible Medicaid community, we found three in her area that had vacancies um, and we were able to make those connections right away. So that's a, I mean, that happened last week. That's a great real time example um, where we can offer that extra layer of support for them, you know, helping guide them into, into mm-hmm. just what they're searching for um, and then what those options are. Sure. Wow. I had a lady
0: call just today, right before we did this call, Helen. And so she was looking for her mom, and she, her mom's currently living in assisted living. And she said, you know, I think the level of care that she needs is a little bit more than kind of where she is right now. Can you tell me other places? How do I find this? So she actually had called me from Retirement Connection. So I said, I was like, well, do you have access to a computer? While I was on the phone with her, you know, she, I told her how to type through. So she lived in, um, in Happy Valley. So she typed mm-hmm. in her address for assisted living. 75 search results came back. And I said, so, you know, is there anything else that's really important for your mom? She's like, well, she doesn't really like a lot of space. You know, she's really more specifically interested in a studio. And I said, "Okay. Well, so then I narrowed that who had a studio available. I'm down to 11 searches. Wow. And then I said, "Is your mom are you is it private pay? How are you going to be paid fish And she actually was Medicaid as well. And so that was like, "Okay. You're now down to 3 searches." And I was like, "So if you want to look on the site, you can look there." Two of them have pictures posted so you can look, but the phone numbers are on there. She's like, well, you know, how do I reach them? I'm like, call the number. The number's directly going to the community. You'll talk to those people there. So there alone, we got it from 75 to three in the amount of time I just told you this story.
2: Wow. Incredible. Incredible. John, do you have a, an example? So that that's two really, really good examples of living um, care availability, right? What, what is, what is available for a, a change in a living situation? John, with you in in your business with in uh, with, with home care, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, not home health care, but in home care. Um, certainly you've, you've have to have had some uh, experience in, in an example that you could share with with what a a client or a family's gone through?
1: Well, we, we get all sorts of calls. I'm sure just like Amy does as well of people thinking they've called the right place and they haven't, Mm -hmm. but we always pride ourselves in referring him to whoever it might be. Um, Early December, we had an older gentleman walk in and he was actually looking for a uh, for the Salem health clinic for, uh, getting a blood draw. But then he took a moment to say, Oh, what is it you do? And at, for a second, he was confused with medical equipment and he says, Oh, we need to buy a wheelchair. So I gave him a couple places in town to go for that. But then once he understood our services, he goes, Oh, we're probably a year or so out from needing that. Give me your brochure. You know, so sometimes it can be very personal like that. Other times it's just phone calls and uh, we refer people to care availability quite frequently um, if they know what they're looking for. And, you know, if we talk to them a little bit, oftentimes, like Amy was saying, we can uh, help them with what what kind of care is it you actually need? Because many times I've went to meet with people um, and they're like, we're only going to need you guys for a short term. And then um, we're moving mom to this independent living. And in less than five minutes with mom, I'm like, uh, independence not the right place unless you're taking us with you to help her because she needs more than that. She's not independent, but they didn't understand the difference between the different types of communities. So, you know, they just made an assumption and said, Hey, that's close to the house. Uh, We can afford it. That's where she's, and, and you know, not always the right choice if you don't know if you don't know the right questions to ask.
2: Sure. Well, and I think in, in and and Amy and Barrett and John chime in and tell me if this is wrong, but 80, I believe it's 86% of our seniors want to and prefer to age in place. So I I feel like we're going to continue to see a trend of a lot of care maybe needed that's not being provided to the point to where it gets to where you've completely bypassed memory care or excuse me assisted living or independent living because you were living independently together but now you went from there straight to memory care or you went from Amy, correct me if I'm wrong
0: there. I think most families absolutely want to age in place. Sure. But if somebody who's worked in the senior industry for 20, almost 25 years now, dating myself, I want to really stress families, sometimes as much as you want to age in place, it is more important to age in the right place. Okay. So sometimes... Absolutely, your home in the right place. Supplementing that with in-home care companies, hospice, whatever you need or want. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if somebody is incredibly social and is incredibly active, even though they may wanna be in their own home, sometimes that community setting could really offer that engagement that keeps somebody vibrant You know, much more so than being in their home or your home is multi-level and not safe, you know, because of how it's set up. So it's, you know, as much as people want to age in place, it's really, we really need to be smart um, and offer good advice about aging in the right place and using all available resources. You know, so if somebody does want to stay at home, have we adapted the bathroom? have we removed the um, rugs? Have we added grab bars? Have we added a ramp outside? So if sure. they want to age it, have we made it the right place? And if that's not possible, then maybe it's not the right place. Even though that's not really what I do for a living. Uh, we have sure. articles on that, but it, I do think it is important that we we educate families as well as you know, each other on how to be advocates.
2: Yeah. That education, that information is power and the primary purpose of this show is to help families be more prepared um, and help those seniors be more prepared so they can live their best life and we can help them live their best, <clears throat> excuse me, their best life for as long as possible. So, um, you mentioned the, the articles. So I'm on your website and I mentioned it earlier in the show. This is a phenomenal website because you've got all these different articles. You've got these browse by. There's 10 different topics. You're basically covering everything from A to Z. What is it? How do you choose that information? And the second part to that question is, what do we pay? How much does this cost us? for your service there's got to be there's got to be some catch right
0: um so there for the consumer it is completely free so when you come onto the site so we list everyone for free and we list every provider can report their availability for free The reason we do it is because some companies and John's one of them has been generous enough to choose to support it with the marketing side where they Mm -hmm. wanted to include brochures. They wanted to include videos. They wanted to include photos. They wanted to include more of the marketing and then they do pay to do that. And only that, that is the only part. It's very obvious who, who paid and who did not but the educational content and what we choose to Mm -hmm. put on here, Up at the top, we have what we call evergreen content. That will be the content that's always at the top. And it's more of like 10 warning signs, having the tough conversation, healthcare directives, um, senior housing 101 and describing those definitions that I talked about earlier. The difference between Medicaid and Medicare. And I probably answer that phone call at least once a day. You know, a guide to choosing home care. So that content is always on there won't change because we've learned in our years that those are the questions we get asked at least once a week several times now down below then we have kind of like these were new information that we have posted new articles so that's more posted just by frequency and then down below is like as you mentioned I have towards the bottom of the page is by topic Mm-hmm. So the topics that we have, we kind of put them in buckets, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, in some, some topics will fit into a couple of buckets. So for instance, we have power of attorney. We have an article on, do I need to have power of attorney if I move my mom to memory care? And what questions to ask? Well, that one actually falls under power of attorney. It falls under moving and downsizing. And it also falls under Alzheimer's and resources. It also falls under senior housing. So that one article falls into four buckets. So again, not only what you're looking for, that way you can sort by topic. And then if you get there, you'll find related articles to that topic. Or we even have a search feature where you can type in a specific area that you're interested in. And the site just went live at the beginning of the month. And I think we have about 20 articles on there right now.
2: Wow. Wow. And long long term, where where do you see? Um, and John, I, I think you would agree that this just this information and this service just isn't for the Pacific Northwest. It's just not for the Willamette Valley. It's just not for you know Washington. I mean, it can be transcended across the country. So at least. From what I'm seeing, and, and from conversations we've had, what what do you see long term? What's what's the ultimate goal? Is it to take it to where it is available nationwide?
3: Yeah, yeah, that certainly the long goal um, is is to be nationwide to have providers that are active in every city and every community. You know, sharing that they've got care available. Um, but we want to be mindful about that too. We don't want to spread ourselves too thin. Want to you know, go out good target areas. Right. in our expansion. Um, so we're not just going to blast all 50 states day one, you know, <laughs> here we go, um, but it'll be a slow, you know, thought out uh, rollout as we, as we scale across the country.
0: We're hoping to have California by the end of this week. Um, and then um, <laughs> this week, so California, wow. we are hoping be up by the end of January. Um, so we are very mindful of the data and really try to scrub the data but that's one of the things that slows us down because there's not one place where you can find this information. So even when I was looking in California, like I said, I've been doing this since 1997. I'm in California. I'm searching, searching list of assisted livings. Well, they don't call it assisted living in California. It's a residential home for the elderly. Um, they don't call it in home care. They don't you know. And then when I found what it was called in California, I started looking for Arizona where it's a personal support service agency. Oh so, so even as I'm trying to find the data, having done this for years, it's like I need to make sure I'm asking the right questions. To give you an example, in um, Arizona, when I was looking for skilled nursing, nursing homes, here in Oregon, if somebody's in, the, in skilled nursing for long term, we call it an ICF bed intermediate care facility. Well, intermediate care facility bed in Arizona is actually for developmentally disabled. So it means something completely different. Um, So as we are looking to go into these other states, we need to be good proprietors of the information and make sure that we are creating those definitions. We are creating the terms. We are writing those articles, helping people navigate for that specific area. Yeah, our goal is to have California by the end of this week. That's awesome. And then in the month of February, we should have Arizona, Texas, and Florida will be the next ones that we do, largely just kind of looking at like where the pockets are and the information lines kind of like guiding where we go.
2: Gotcha. That's, that's incredible. Um, what, what else can, what can we do as a consumer? Um, as as people that are, you know, looking at this information, what can we do as as a community to be better together, right? To to try to help you help our seniors. What what can we do?
0: One of the best things that I'll, I'll let Barrett speak to the availability and the reporting, but for me as a consumer as a senior. Our website, we don't ask you for your email address. If you want to subscribe to get our newsletter and to get one article a month, or if you want to give us your email to get that one article a month, you can do it. But you do not, not have to put in your personal information to see the search results. So, for instance, like looking at in-home care, if I was looking for in-home care in Salem, and I looked right now, there's 185. But if I wanted to whittle that down and see, well, who has availability today? There's 17. Well, who has a VA contract of those 17? There's 13. Now who of those 13 can handle my mom who's 500 pounds, who is bariatric is the term seven, Mm -hmm. down to seven. All of that search. I never once asked you for your phone number, your email address, your first name or your firstborn child. I didn't ask for any of that. So as a consumer, be very mindful of someone who, of a website that is asking you for a lot of data sure. about you before they are delivering something for you. Okay. And that is one of the things that is, I to my knowledge, I think we're one of the only sites that, other than Medicare, Medicare.gov, that actually delivers that information without asking for your private information first.
2: That's great.
3: And then, in terms of providers and, and just community partners and how we can all be better together, you know, Sean, I know you, there's no time for you to post a. <laughs> I've got a house available that's not a fit on our site, but but you can help us. Other realtors can help us as you're as you're working with those communities, those those folks like John that are helping people stay in home, and just say, hey, you know, have you heard of Care Availability? Why don't you post on Care Availability? That's where I go to try to find you know vacancies for my you know my my uh, clients.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So just spreading the word, and then folks like John, who are community providers, you, you guys are great at comfort care in terms of posting, you know, daily for us. Um, but just continuing to spread the word, you know, to those other co peditors not competitors. Right. There's plenty of seniors out there. There's plenty of people for us to help. Um, so the more people that that know about us and know about you guys, it's all a win.
0: In an easy way for both like seniors, families, and um, providers to make referral, use the website. Go to somebody who has a profile page, fill out the inquiry form, put in the person's name, address phone number, put it right in there and it's gone to the community and that way they know that you use the site in order right. to refer to them.
2: It's a great point. It's a great point. John, did you have anything else any other topics anything before we wrap? No
1: I, I don't think so. I, I think we we hit all the high points. Uh, for this topic. Um, I, I think it's just up f- for people to go try it out. You know, uh, it, it's like test driving a car. You don't know whether you want to use it until you drive it. So, you know, go kick the tires on the website. And uh, I, I think if if it fits your need, either as a provider or somebody uh, looking for services, um, once you try it, you're probably going to like it.
0: Yeah. And if you find something that's not working, I mean, John, I mean, a lot of the things that we have fixed or added have been because of people like John. You know, we've added a map feature. We have added the favorites list. We have added a lot of the filters because of the feedback people gave us. So there's a very clear contact form on the website. So if you see something that is really important to you or it's not there. We recently just had a family tell us like how important it would be to be able to sort for um, providers that are LGBT friendly and accepting and do training with their staff and things like that. It's we added it yesterday. It was a quick, easy ad that we could do. So gotcha. looking at these kind of things and getting that feedback. So give us the feedback on how we can be better.
2: Sure Okay. I love it. Well, thank you guys very much for coming on the show. That was that was awesome. Um, I learned a ton. Um, and I think uh, I think you guys provide an amazing service for our seniors, um, the resources that you have available, just in care availability, is incredible, and we didn't even get a chance to touch on retirement connections. That'll be, that'll be part two when we have Aaron on um, to to talk uh, to talk retirement connections. But Amy Barrett, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have to have you on again uh, in the future for sure.
0: Thank you for having us. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks
1: for having us. Yeah. Thank you, everyone.
2: john that was a good show
1: yes it was um i it's a good tool and like i said earlier if people try it i think they'll find it useful from from the average person it's not something they're going to use every day yeah. but knowing it's there and when you have a need that it's something you can use i mean kind of like having AAA or something you know <laughs> your car breaks down and you need that toe it's it's yeah. a, a a a big life ring. Um, and that's kind of what this tool is like too, when you're starting that search and the fact they've added favorites. I, I like that because if you're one of those people, um, who's looking ahead thinking in a year or two, mom or dad's going to need help and you can go on, read articles and do stuff and maybe look at a few communities that for whatever reason they catch your eye and then you can mark it as a favorite. So When, when that day does arrive or, you know, it's, you know, not years out, it's just a couple of months out. You can, you know, come back and see which ones caught your eye before and, and finish your search.
2: Yep. For sure. Well um, I truly believe that in order for us to have better lives, better families and better communities and provide better resources to our seniors, we must be better together. Thank you so much for tuning in or listening to the show. Um, if you found this information of value, please like, subscribe, and share. I've been your host, Sean Syban. I'm a realtor and seniors real estate specialist with EXP Realty, serving the Willamette Valley based out of Salem. You can reach me at 503-569-5651 or via email at sean, S-H-A-W-N, dot S-I-B-O-N, at exprealty.com. John, how can folks get a hold of you
1: and Comfort Care? So I'm with Comfort Care Home Care, or in home care, as Amy correctly said, for mm-hmm. Oregon. You can find us on the web at ComfortCare.com. Uh, you can call us at 503 400 6637, and we'll help answer any questions you have about um, is home care the right service for you, or if you need somebody to build a ramp, we can point you in the right direction.
2: Awesome. Well, I certainly appreciate uh, everybody joining us. Hopefully you can join us back in two weeks on Tuesday at two. That would be February 8th. Uh, We will have on Christopher Hamilton, who is a um, elder law and estate planning attorney. He is a partner with McGinty Belcher and Hamilton. I am certainly uh, looking forward to that because that is something that everybody Um, as long as you're over the age of 18 can relate to um, especially our seniors in our family. So um, be on the lookout for all the information for that show, John, have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll see you back in two weeks, Tuesday at two.
1: All right. Same bad time, same bad channel.
2: There you go. Talk (laughs) to you later.